to another episode of Zinochat. I am one of the hosts, Tyler, along with Justin. Hey, everyone. Okay, we have a few returning guests today. First up, we have Robin. I'm not in this episode with you. You're in this episode with me. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. Oh. Someone's cocky also... today. Yeah, and we have Nick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right, you got me. I, I'm just in this episode with you. You're in this episode with me. Yes. I mean, this definitely is going to be a Robin-centric episode because this is probably one of your favorite Zeno characters. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out if, his, if he is my favorite. He's certainly the one that lives in my brain rent-free the most. So. Clearly you hate him. I loathe him dearly. <laughs> I would say he's very complex. He, he's got and this character yeah, but... is Dixon from Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. One. Yes. So, Good old Dixon. So I'm just hoping just I can add enough to this time, conversation. It is there are gonna be quite a bit of spoilers, so run away if you haven't beaten Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> One. Yeah, it's hard to talk about Dixon without talking about spoilers. First of all, mm-hmm. did you know that Dixon was Shulk's adoptive father? <gasps> Whoa! What? Calm down. We didn't have to do that within the first. Two I know. Minutes. You're blowing my shit. mind right now. Oh my goodness! Jeez. I can't handle all this trivia, bro. Well, if you want more good stuff like that, let me tell you about this Twitter account I found. Zeno Underground. You ever heard of it? Really good. Who is Zeno Underground? Great fun facts on it. <laughs> So my pleasure. Yeah, go done. follow Zeno Underground. <laughs> that was a beautiful segue to nothing. <laughs> I'm glad. Glad that worked <laughs> out. You can thank me later. I've contributed to this episode. All right, all right. So bringing it back in, we can talk about um, Dixon and like the origins of Dixon. So we first see Dixon right at the very beginning, right? Because he was at the Battle of Sword Valley with yes. Dunban and Mumkar. He's one of the first playable characters. Mm-hmm. This is true, yes. And you do technically get him as a party member later on for like a really, really, really small part one of the game. singular battle, yes. Yeah, can, can one just, battle. Can I just, get to play like, Dixon a total of twice. Monolith Soft is like one of the few studios I've seen where they bring in a character like fully playable for like a few seconds of their game, yeah. a few minutes of their game. And then they're like, nope, you never get to touch them again. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I keep forgetting that it is just that one battle. For some, for some reason, I keep thinking work? to myself that you have him for longer than that. But yes, yeah. you're, you're right. It is just that one I battle. Think he's just a guest, at, like, later. He doesn't even, like, fight in later stuff. Yeah. 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 He, you that's get right. To have him in two battles total throughout like, the game. And he's a guest for quite a bit, honestly. It's because, like, you see him in cutscenes, and yeah. then it's yeah. like, oh, he's here, but then you go back to the field, and it's like, well, but he's, he's here, but, you know, he's staying behind the camera. He's a little camera shy right now. <laughs> he, he's, he's here, but his leg's acting up. He can't really fight. Yeah, he, he's he's lagging behind a bit. No, don't try to pull out the camera more. You're not going to see him. He's um, He can fly. Well, to be I, fair with that, the, like, a lot of your party members who are not in your active party are also, like, you can't see them no matter how far you pull back. Oh, so. oh I know. It wasn't solely on him, but okay. also I just had a wonderful thought. What if Dixon is the cameraman in Xenoblade Chronicles? See, now I'm just picturing that one, like, meme where it's a person filming their kid, like, you're doing great, sweetie. I'm just, I'm, no, yeah, yeah it could be that. I'm also picturing, like, the Lakitu from uh, Mario 64, except for it's just Dixon sitting in a cloud. 
And that's a great thought. That's <laughs> hilarious, but I don't think he would do a good job. I feel like he would just sit there and be like, oh shit, the race is already oh, way past. My hand's a little shaky these wins. days, but I'll give it a shot. Dixon Lakitu. That's an image that's going to stay in my head for a while. <laughs> if, it, if we have anyone who wants to draw fan art of that, you'll probably be yeah. into it. I'm really slow at that stuff. <laughs> I do find it funny how, like, uh, you when you get to play as Dixon, you can actually, like, select arts. He does mm-hmm. have, like, an arts palette, even though he only has, like, one, one skill, yes. I think. I was trying to think back on Three, that, actually. I think... I know that yeah. he has a healing art, which is a thing that I kind of wanted to mention. Yes, he does. He has. I'm looking at his art list. He has Thunder Flash, which does Ether Damage, and Heal Bolt, which yeah. restores HP. So I wanted to ask you guys, uh, because you'll probably, well, either remember or just be able to look it up faster than I will. But um, do you think that his arts were mostly just like mimics of other arts that would appear later in the game? But I'm With pretty him? sure they're all old arts that uh, Sharla has. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, but I could not remember off the top of my head. Let me see. They both use rifles, except that Dixon's rifle is also a sword. Man, replaying Xenoblade Chronicles in that definitive edition last year was pretty magical, but yeah, I, I don't it really remember was, that far yeah. back on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dixon's weapon's actually pretty stupid. <laughs> I if love you picture it. the Buster Sword and Squall's sword gun, and you imagine that they've reproduced, that's Dixon's weapon. I mean, so in his actually, defense, why would you put a bayonet on the end of a sword if you can just build it into the sword? I think that's you stupid mean bayonet on the, on the end of the gun. Yes, that's what I meant. Bayonet on the end of a gun. A bayonet on the end of a sword would be really <laughs> stupid and redundant. That's just double sword. I'm So get this. Dixon's skills are actually unique to him. Hmm. Char- yeah. Like, I mean obviously Sharla has like in healing spells as well, but like they don't have the same name. They're oh. not reused spells. Dude, that's just like that's just a monolith flexing, man. I'm looking at uh, the arts list on both for both Dixon and Sharla. I don't right. see any of Dixon's skills on Sharla's list. Huh. I was very uh, certain that they were just. I mean, I mean I they're probably still basically reskins of exactly. Arts. They're they're like I'm not gonna say like oh they created a whole new like things for them. like obviously you know Sharla has a similar healing skill and a similar. Uh, the Thunder Flash does ether damage. Does Charlotte have any bullets that do ether yeah, damage? She has like a, yeah, a she thunder does. Attack. Yeah, she does. Yeah, Thunder Bullet. Yeah, that's right. She has got yeah. Thunder Bullet. So, I mean, it's similar, but, you know, they they're not named the, the same. They, yeah. They put a fresh coat of paint on. They, they filed off the serial number that said Charlotte. Dude, even if the same animation, <laughs> but like different effects on it, that's still a lot of work for a character that you play as for all of like maybe five minutes if you extend the time on it. Yeah, if you just like, and you I guess like a lot more if you stop to take pictures. Yeah, and I guess like <laughs> technically speaking, um, you're not you can't really control him by normal means because uh, you gotta first like first battle no, in the second battle yes. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say, I think you can switch him to the front in that second one. Yeah, something. the second one. Yeah, you can the second one you can. It. Yeah, first or you can do the team attack and be a useless stunman running around taking pictures of Dixon. <laughs> So so basically, he plays like Sharla, but hotter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he he plays like a successful Sharla. Yeah, he has pants. He plays like he a Sharla that pants. shows a lot more titty. 
Exactly. Like, what if Charlotte wore pants but had less shirt? You'd get Dixon. <laughs> uh, so, how did, how did everyone feel? Like, I, I know I'm not going in the order of the document, but how did everybody feel about like the the twist of oh, Dixon's actually actually bad boy. Thought he was your good dad, but no, honestly, he's a that dead man. caught me off guard. And I know, like looking back in retrospect, it was pretty obvious. But like when I first played it, I actually didn't see it coming. I, I'll put it this way: like for me, it was—I don't know—it was weird. It's 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 because like they let you know they they are very obvious. <laughs> they about do. letting you know that Dixon is up to something. However. I didn't feel like that something was nef- necessarily like, like mustache twirly evil, like it kind of <laughs> turned out to be. I felt like exactly it, that. That's why it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, he's up to something. He knows more of what's going on, but he's like, it, it's like whenever you're playing Xenogears and you're like, oh yes, Sitan's uh, clearly up to something, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily evil. That just means right. he's kind of a douchebag. Um, exactly that's what I, that's what i thought they were gonna go with with dixon like obviously he knows more than he lets on i just didn't expect him to be what he turned out to be to be a cultist yeah yeah <laughs> uh i when i first played xenoblade i got like a few hours in and got killed by a, a level 70 fish and tweeted about it and someone was like haha i just got killed by level 70 dixon or something like that and like oh Oh, I didn't fuck. know that. So wow. that kind of painted my perception of it. So I can't really answer the question very well because I'm still kind of bitter about that. That's just <laughs> oh, kind that's of sad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty mean. Unless yeah, it was for, like a mud where it was like they replaced all the enemies with Dixons <laughs> and there's Dixons walking around. <laughs> and they didn't. They didn't send me that mod. <laughs> they didn't the send me the mod. <laughs> right. Send uh, me the mod. The, the mod with just all dicks <laughs> all enemies but dixon <laughs> all, all dixon final destination uh yeah for for myself um so the the way that i ended up being aware of xenoblade being available in the states was actually somebody saying that like it, it was a topic about like what makes video games art and somebody mentioned xenoblade as like oh it's a game that subverts your expectations so i get the game and i see dixon and i go this guy is clearly American, so he's evil. Um, so I spend the whole game going, but but my expectations, they're going to subvert them. So here's how Dixon can still win. So moment for moment, while he is sitting there being blatantly evil, I am just sitting there like, but here's how Dixon can still win. He shoots Shulk, and I'm like, but here's how Dixon can still win. He might be good still, we don't know. Maybe he shot like... Something into Shulk that stopped the Maybe. mind control game going on with Shulk, or no, exactly there was a bug happen. on Shulk's back. It was a trank, trank bullet. Yeah, yeah like, it's it's fine. I mean, so, those do exist. They do, and a, a thing is that when he shoots Shulk, he's not at all shocked when Shulk is fine. It's a massage bullet. <laughs> it's an inconvenience bullet. <laughs> You're and, getting a little uh, too hasty there, Shulk. I had to calm you down a bit with me massage bullets. Uh, also, I apologize. My neighbors have gotten extra loud. I can't hear them. You're good. I feel like it's going to pick up in the recording is more why I'm apologizing. 
Oh, don't worry. Well, the magic of editing. I don't know if editing will fix this, but that's okay. I mean, even if it doesn't, our our viewers, I mean, our listeners, get the inside baseball. On, no, we can't. Wait, go on. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my. That was actually why I ended up being very obsessed with Dixon. That I was just like, okay, here's how Dixon can still win. Okay, but here's how Dixon can still win. Okay, but here's how Dixon. Like, don't 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 worry. I know this all seems pretty evil, but just just wait. I can Okay, I'll bring up something I really like about Dixon actually, and it's that mm-hmm. his portrayal in this is like, yeah, it it does feel in a way. I mentioned Sitan earlier from Xenogears, mm-hmm. and in a way, he kind of like seems to fit that bill at first, but also he's like the really like more laid back version of that and I, I just really can appreciate that i really like that he he felt like oh yeah i've already been there of course you know he's a free spirit and i really dug that his clothing basically screamed i'm a free spirit also and um he he also clearly likes his whiskey and cigars i'm good with yes. that um so yeah i man even if you like just hate villains all the time you know dixon's pretty likable guy i think like as people who are of course the the western audience um a lot of us look at dixon and we we see wait a minute i've seen that guy before in in actual real life i've seen him no (laughs) hit me like not at me, but no, I've I seen know, that okay. guy. Like I, I saw him, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen you at the local powwow. I think you were like five guys there. <laughs> I know you mentioned like seeing a carnival barker that looked like him. A carny, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen a carny that looks looked kind of like him. I think David's also said, like, he's seen guys that looked like it. Like, he's he's very, like, you look at him and you go, that's every... It's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, okay, yes. Hey, hey, we don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I have a reading too much into it about Hulk Hogan, too. We're but, not going to um, talk about... Cold he looks like popcorn. every guy who... He looks like every new guy who... who does all of his shopping in New Mexico, or is about to go to a Stevie Nicks concert. Okay, I don't get the shopping in New Mexico thing, but sure, yeah. It's his vibe, just very New Mexico. Okay, I can respect that at least, I guess. Maybe like but in I... his like clothing choices and such, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. His aesthetic. Yeah. Well, but how many of those guys have ha- have uh, raised Shulk? I <laughs> hope zero of them, because Shulk's not real, and I'm discussing real boys. What? <laughs> we can't say that. We made an entire sorry, episode Shulk's about real. that guy. Shulk's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, d- with that, let's get into, listen, uh, I guess, like... Shulk is just as real as Junior, Albedo, and Guinan. Okay. I will respect that. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Justin. Go on. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, I think we can segue into, you know, Dixon's relationship with the party members, particularly with Shulk. 
Yeah, Dixon basically raised Shulk since he was about nine. I mean, possibly ten. I mean, it was ten years ago. He's nineteen at the beginning of the game, so nine or ten. I think, I think Dixon made a decent dad. You know, while he was serving the role. Like, I don't yeah. think he was, like, Shulk is fine, obviously. He didn't seem, I don't think he was abusive as Shulk. I don't get that vibe at all, really. No. Um, no, and it seems like Shulk looks up to him pretty, like, a lot, you know. It, it, there's there's mutual respect there. So, I don't, I don't think that uh, Dixon was necessarily, like, abusive or anything like that. He supported Shulk's love of like working in the lab too which uh-huh. is a lot yeah. more than you could say about you know some people like would try to steer somebody in a different direction but it's very clear that shulk uh loves that work and dixon did nothing but encouraged it you know yeah the worst he did was say like hey maybe go outside sometimes maybe don't spend all your time in here you're getting all pasty exactly Oh. Uh- I'm sorry, that, Wait, Dick, I, uh, that that hmm? faux Dixon voice is going to come up a lot this episode. Oh, yeah, that's going to be like 90% of this episode. 10% will be a character interpretation. Um, it's just so fun to do his voice. Sorry, go on. It, it, <laughs> I'm very bad at it. it. You know what? The worse you are at it, the better it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that like, I am very... Uh, obviously very biased towards Dixon and interpreting him in a positive light. And because of that, I've kind of tried to force myself to be aware of, like, more negative interpretations you could take. Uh-huh. So, for instance, although we're all pretty much in agreement that, like, well, Shulk's a good boy and nobody has ever reported anything bad in how Dixon raised him, and Shulk certainly has no complaints, <laughs> Shulk does is very hesitant to talk about his visions he's very like oh no people aren't gonna believe me so if you wanted to read into that as like well dixon must have dismissed some theories that he's had and like no be all stupid Shulk, shut up you could and neither of those is shown so technically nobody's wrong here Dude, let's be honest, though. Like, Monolith is pretty good at writing some very affable villains, so that's not, mm-hmm. like, a thing that's even... I don't think that's even easy to hold against somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, I like this person who is a, a villain in this game. Well, yeah, they're they're actually oh. a pretty cool character. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shame myself. I'm just saying that because I know that I view him in an exceedingly positive light that he probably doesn't deserve. Um, I I do try to be aware of other interpretations that could exist for the character. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just kind of go, that's nice, and throw them in the dumpster. Like, ultimately, like Dixon thing... is doing what he believes in. So, you know, there's that. We'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a little bit loaded. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing is we, we mentioned that he, he found Shulk in Valak Mountain. Um, everybody else in the expe- ex- expedition was already dead when Dixon found them, at least in according to the cutscene that we see. Yeah, including Shulk's parents. Oh yeah, yeah the part Shulk's where he parents. walks in is like, in yeah. like oh, oh, oh everyone's already yeah. dead. Help me! <laughs> Yep. Oh god, everyone's dead. Okay, well this guy's okay, and there's a sword over here, and I'll just take that, boy. (laughs) Oh, look, there's a little kid. I guess I'll take him. 
he's just looking around looting everything and he didn't even check what he looted and he's like looted one child I mean honestly I don't think he killed them like if, if what why would I'm, he I'm, I've never heard this head cannon before like why again would, it's he could have just killed Shulk too if that were the case <laughs> I mean I'm just saying well Sansa needed a body again yeah. it's a thing where I'm like I don't agree with it personally but if you wanted to look at everything and go well why was everybody dead except for Shulk? Okay, Dixon killed all of them and then shoved Zanza into Shulk somehow. I mean, Zanza could use anybody he wanted, really. Yeah. Why, why Shulk? He could. Because Shulk looked like him. Shulk was alive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but again, it's a... It's not a thing that I particularly heard. It's just a, like, hey, if you want to go and decide, well in my universe Dixon did kill everybody alright sure but you do have to bring in the unreliable narrator but there's no reason not to do that is all I'm saying I'm I'm trying to to play all sides of this while simultaneously fully admitting that I'm going to play the nope nope Dixon was a good dad Dixon found an already like dead party found Shulk and said this is my new son I love him I'm going to raise him to be a good boy I mean, I guess you can be a good dad and still have eventually really bad intentions. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe you he does could... ultimately literally shoot him in the back. As Zangief said once, he's like, "Just because you are not a good guy does not mean you aren't a good guy." <laughs> That's exactly what Zangief sounds like. Yeah, pretty much, like he can he can be good dad and still be bad guy. Yeah, which is where I put him, where it's just like, he didn't have great intentions, but he wasn't a bad dad. He Yeah. Honestly, like, everything you hear about him from most of the inhabitants of the Bionis and the Mechanis is fairly positive. I mean, nor- I didn't hear any lines where Shulk, where Shulk was like to Ryan, Hey, Ryan, is it like normal to be beaten by your dad every day? Hey, so, Ryan, is it normal when your dad discourages all of your interests and says shut up? Is it normal when your dad goes out for a pack of smokes and doesn't come back for a month? For, for four years? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's again, I'm trying to, to be respectful of, like, there are, are ways to read everything as, as negative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, though I think with Oh. I don't know. I think I think we can give Dixon the benefit of the doubt. Since like we, I'm always going to give it's... him the benefit of the doubt. I just also have to play devil's advocate because I feel like y'all are too supportive of me. I mean, you can you can be delusional and still be a nice person. <laughs> You're trying really hard to avoid that one Zeno fan from writing us an angry letter about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure someone is going to be very passionate about that. <laughs> It's me. I'm writing you an angry letter right now. I mean, if you don't like it, I guess you can skip the Dixon episode. <laughs> I think. I mean, I, I think there are some negative qualities to Dixon, but when it comes to him raising Shulk, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Dude, I have much. a great name for this episode, though. Let's call it the Roast of Dixon. It's an okay name. That's really the best you can do. No. no. Okay. Do better. Maybe. 
Neither are used to each other. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> hey, so is there anything more about Shulk and Dun- or Dixon? About Dixon with Shulk. So a thing that like did stick with me is how at the end when you do kill Dixon, Dixon kind of goes, well, I'm not gonna just go die for some random guy. Bye, you win. And then he walks off screen to go die by himself. And he says, I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of watching me die. Oh, Which so since we're talking me, about that... It, it just struck me as so weird, because nothing about Shulk's personality strikes me as like he would gain any satisfaction from watching somebody die. Uh-huh. And then it occurred to me that maybe it's not so much that he's gaining satisfaction from watching, you know, Dixon die, as it is, like, satisfaction from Dixon being wrong. Yeah, well, it was like... I don't. I really don't think it was like yeah. satisfaction. With like, haha, you were promised godlike power, and you were killed by a mortal or anything like that. Yeah, go on. Do you want my my other interpretation? That's actually yeah. No, I do because like it's a line that just stuck struck me as weird. Because again, Shulk just he really doesn't enjoy killing for the most part. He enjoys killing Mechon up until he's like, oh, wait, they're actually pretty sentient too, aren't they? Well, well like, the Mechon weren't, because Mechon were, like, created yeah, yeah, by weren't. the Machina. Yeah. You know, so th- they weren't, but, like, if he were to, like, go in and kill the Machina, that would be, like, a different story. But they mentioned pretty discreetly that Eggle's, like, Eggle made the Mechon. And it was yeah, like, that's, oh, that's well, they're, just, they're just robots that the robot people made, not not the actual people. So there's yeah, that. Yeah, Shulk's very like, I don't like killing sentient life. I'm okay with killing the Mechon insofar as they are in sentient. Yeah. <laughs> so there was my there was my my very serious interpretation that because Dixon lights up a cigar <laughs> as he's going out right there, he knew that smoking is bad for your lungs, and he didn't want Shulk <laughs> to witness the negative effects of smoking for that he had on his own body for the last however many billion years he was alive or whatever. But, you know, it's like, so that's why he lights up a cigarette in that last scene. It's like, I'm not going to let him see me die from all this smoking I did through my life and not totally related to the battle I just had with Shulk. It's actually completely unrelated. It's just because I've been smoking for so long, my ability to recover is garbage. So, yeah, it turns out the entire game was just like a, one of those truth advertisements you see. Just an anti-smoking an ad. Anti-smoking ad. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, that's what happened. On, I mean, honestly, I took his last words to Shulk as that he, maybe it's too much, but I thought he was just kind of shielding Shulk from having to experience killing him if, directly. Honestly, I that's, think I agree with that yeah. interpretation completely. That, that's again. what I went that, with. But uh, like, Again, it's just the wording that makes me go, that can't be it. Otherwise, 100% well, with you. Does he actually well, say the think, satisfaction of seeing He, he says satisfaction because okay, it's struck yeah. because it's, well, it I, I don't think he was being serious about that word. I think I that was like a to be yeah. direct about it. It could have been a self-delusion. Like, I don't want to make you... It could have either been self-delusion or Dixon's sense of pride there coming in. I don't think Shulk... I think he realizes deep down that Shulk would not 
be happy to see him die, and that's the main. Oh, yeah. especially by Shulk's hand, you know. Yeah, that's the last thing Shulk he would want Shulk to know that Shulk Shulk killed, killed him. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And again, it was just that the he just that the word used to satisfaction was like what? Otherwise, everything else about that is like okay, yeah, you don't want to want make Shulk watch you die. That's fair. Yeah. You don't want to make Shulk realize that he killed you. That's fine. It's just, again, that they used the word satisfaction that struck me as, what satisfaction? Why would he get any satisfaction from this? I, yeah. Why would this guy who defended Mumkar get any satisfaction? No, that's just a Dixonism. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think Dixon... Yeah, go on. He's gotta be, like, snarky even when he's self-monologuing on that. And that's why he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not... The satisfaction, yeah, he, he, Dixon knows Shulk, he knows that he's not gonna actually be happy to see him die, it's more, like, even in his death throes, he's protecting Shulk in a weird way, uh-huh. is my thought yeah, he's on not, it. Yeah, he's not being, like, direct with his feelings. He's, like, trying to deny, deny, he's, like, in self-denial there, I think. That's, like, one of those things where he's... He's like, no, Shulk, like, he's trying to disconnect himself so that he doesn't, like, feel as much pain about what yeah. he puts Shulk through, is my thought on it. You could also think of it as just, like, that warrior instinct in Dixon coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, in that fight, he sees Shulk as an enemy, and he doesn't want his enemy to know that they won. So I don't want to give Shulk satisfaction of watching him die because... That's saying I lost to your enemy. That I guess that's another okay, way to like look at it. One. There's also the fact that it's like a trope in in movies where you light up a cigarette before you die. You die and just like, yeah, I know I'm gonna die, so whatever, fuck it. We're just gonna we're gonna go out with a bang kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it hits a lot of those notes. It's it's a very complicated kind of scene when you really like think about it and dig into it. But it's complex. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's a combination of all of that. Yeah. Like, Dixon is a human at the end of the... Or a Homs, I should say. Not a human. He's a he's a Homs at the end of the day. He does die as a Homs, which I think is also very yeah. symbolic of, like, that's the way he wanted to be remembered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, well, I didn't want to other... see Dixon go out crying or anything, so that it, make, it, it worked for me. That would be so sad. It would be. It, and it I mean, still I, is I very sad. I barely was able to, like, be okay with it. I'm like, okay, here's how Dixon can still win. I mean, at, at first I was like, wow, that's really cool to just have this fight where he walks away like, oh, nope, he's dead, never mind. What if they had done, like, a thing where he did some kind of self-sacrificing thing to help Shulk in the end? That would have been... That would have been cool. Would have been all right. I, I mean, I'd yeah, all right with that. I would have been happy with that. Some people hate that kind of thing, but you know, in his case, I think that would have worked out for me. I think I would have liked. That. I'll, I'll get more into that when we we get up to the motivation section. Yeah, when we get into real spoilers, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. Real spoilers. Real. As far as his relationship with other party members, I mean, you could argue he hits on Charlotte, but. No. Does he? I don't. I don't he, the closest he comes is he says that what's a pretty thing like you doing with these 
weirdos. Oh no, that's oh. just the way old dudes talk. Yeah, that's just yeah, the way old dudes talk. I, I, that's not I was gonna say. Here, I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember Dixon being flirty towards anyone. Really, again, the closest he comes is he calls Charlotte a pretty thing. That's yeah, it. yeah. All I remember about being flirty is when when Dunbang gets up in everybody's face. Dunban's super flirty in the intro. Dunban is very in everybody's face. Dunban does not back down. I, I get that he's trying. I get that the point is that Dunban is like being the the cheeky, cocky young soldier at the in that case, and mm-hmm. and that in a in the course of a year he becomes the wizened old man from his experiences for the group. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really yeah, comes I heard my arm once, and now I've just realized self-control and not getting into everybody's <laughs> personal space. I'm not going to stick my face up in Shulk's face anymore and say, haha, did you see what I just did? Yeah, the opening is just Dunban <laughs> being way too close to everybody all the time. <laughs> But uh, speaking of Dunban specifically, Dunban. He, he was friends and drinking buddies with Dixon. Yeah, they're war and, buddies. Yeah, they were they were war buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but then... like they, they they kept friendship after that. Um, after the war, uh, and then there's Mumcar, who's the friend that you're pretty sure is actually not your friend and actually just wants your Pokemon cards. <laughs> Mumcar is a, a, another topic that I don't want to be particularly mean to, because I know a lot of people do very much like Mumcar. And that's fine. You can love anyone you want. Yeah, that's totally fine. I, I think that yeah. Mumcar has some good qualities to him, and even if he doesn't, he is interesting. He is very interesting. But yeah. But he's also kind of like a really big coward. Mumcar is a character where you see him in the intro and you're like, this guy's going to betray me, and if he doesn't, I'm throwing away this game. And then he betrays you and it's like, oh good, I don't have to throw this away. No, I don't think I would throw the game away if he didn't. That'd be kind of interesting to see where they went with that. I was already spending all of my he's definitely not going to betray me energy on Dixon. I couldn't spend it on Mumcar as well. (laughs) Yeah, Mumcar was going to be like, if you... if he hadn't, he would have been like the guy who was like, Hey, Shulk, I know I look like a, a rotting zombie criminal, but I'm going to help you rebuild Colony 6. Yeah. yeah I could see it. I know what struck me about Mumcar was how much his design looked like it belonged in uh, One Piece. Dude, it does. You're right. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I-, I feel like I'm being way too harsh on Mumcar, and I don't want to like upset anybody. Mumcar's a fun character because I do it's like. Okay, the it's not his episode. It's yeah, fun. I do like Mumcar. No. I think he's. I think he is a very fun character. I- I'm making jokes at his expense, yes, but I mean, like, it's it's just so easy. <laughs> I think that's part of what makes him fun, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, another thing is that Dunban does call Dixon a cheap old man because he's not giving weapons to the party for free. And, I mean, as a person who plays RPGs, yeah, what the fuck, dude? I'm saving the world. Give me that shit for free. <laughs> the other side of that is that it does tell us that, uh, you know, Dixon makes weapons. We know that Shulk made Ryan's weapons. So it's like, oh, that's cute. He taught Shulk how to make weapons. Aww. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he made he made Ryan like um he he basically Ryan's weapon. I didn't even think about this that much before, but Ryan basically uses Shion's prototype mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah, 
basically used MWS. Yeah. yeah. Shield with a blade in it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 because like later Shion weapons had the blade. Early Shion weapons had the blade. It's just like the blade was concealed. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's all right. I was trying to think of if the if the big fist um, in the first game did, but I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It's just it was concealed for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And then it became the Yu Gi Oh dual disc thing in the, in the later <laughs> games. Yes. Anyway, I just don't think it's fair to call somebody cheap that they didn't give you weapons for free when they made them themselves out of rare int- materials. Like, come on. Dude, weapons are not easy to make, and they're not no. cheap at all. Like, asking a yeah, little bit of money on, for Dunban. that, that's not, that's not a bad thing at all. Look, Dixon needs to feed his tobacco habit somehow. Gotta buy me smoke somehow. Don't bad, I need could've... whiskey, and I need the expensive shit. If only we could have just paid him with booze and cigars. That would have been great. You just collect booze and cigars instead of, like, random bugs. So, what's this next note? Dunban apparently develops Dixon's sense at some point? Yeah, wait, later in the game, uh, Dunban says, I can sense Dixon. And I'm like, okay, so you just developed Dixon's sense? I don't remember that. I actually, I, I I think I remember that scene. Yeah, you took a screenshot of it, but I you did, decided yeah. to take the screenshot a little bit before the caption had finished generating. My Dixon senses yes. are tingling. No, he says I sense Dixon. I sense except di- if you if you I don't know forget to screen cap the O N, it might say something funny. He probably. Should. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had another one where um I, I did that. Because there's there's a one there's one scene towards the end where Dumbad just goes Dixon and then I I cut it off at the right moment. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah. So it's sort of like okay, you just develop Dixon sense. Sure, why not? Although maybe he always had Dixon sense and it just wasn't relevant. I always know what you are, Dixon. That's creepy as fuck, Dunban. <laughs> I've detected Dixon since before I was born. That's, that's extra creepy as fuck. Don't talk to me. Is that like his first words? <laughs> Say dada. Dixon. Dixon. <laughs> this is a good episode. Close enough. Yeah, quality content. Enough. Oh, another thing in regards to uh, Dixon making weapons is... Um, I think this is only in uh, Definitive Edition, and I think this is only with the... I forgot what the bonus mode is called, but uh, there are a bunch of, like, items you can get where they were made by Dixon, and they're all... Like, the descriptions are all like, this allegedly increases your luck! Let me go... Are we talking, like, Land of Challenge? Yes! Yes, Land of Challenge. Land of Challenge. Uh... Give me a moment. Yes, Napon Archsage got this from some guy who looked like he was headed to a Guns N' Roses concert. Death customized by Dixon. Lighter customized by Dixon. We are back. Weapon modified by Dixon. Firearm modified by Dixon. Come on. I know I'm not making this shit up! What, what were you trying to find? 
again, like there's, you know how there are, there are unique uh, armor items you can get in the Land of Challenge. Yes, but I don't remember them. Yeah, I know some of them have descriptions that specifically mention Dixon. Okay. Oh, I remember some of like the okay, okay, I found them. I found it. Items that were that had mentioned. Okay, so like bourgeoisie glasses. Dixon custom or Dixon's custom order glasses. They're quote supposed to bring good luck. <laughs> A bourgeoisie watch. Dixon's custom order watch. It quote allegedly brings good luck. Bourgeoisie sandals. Dixon's custom order sandals. They potentially bring good luck. Bourgeoisie bottoms. Dixon's custom order bottoms. They seemingly bring good luck. And those are all items for Brian. Hmm. So it's not like Dixon was just like, I made these sexy bikinis for everyone. They bring good luck, trust me. No, he apparently ordered all of them, and apparently Dixon and Ryan are the same bathing suit size. I mean, if I were going to make lucky clothing for Ryan, I'd make it like a clown costume or something. I was like, no, it brings good luck. Trust me, Ryan. You can wear it. <laughs> but apparently he bought them for himself, and then they either did or didn't bring luck. But either way, he was just like, you can have it, Ryan. Yeah. I'm glad that, that he... It doesn't look flattering on me. I'm glad that Dixon makes fairly stylish clothing for the heroes and not just like tries to get them to wear some joke outfit because of luck. It's just Ryan, but Ryan's, you know, bathing suit stuff is, is fine looking. Well, it's neither, it's not embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. He but also fine. we have to consider that Ryan might be the only one in the party that actually believes in luck. I, I'm still stuck on like Ryan and Dixon are not the same height. I don't know how Dixon, how how Ryan's able to wear Dixon's clothes. Hmm. I do not. Ryan know. is taller than Dixon. Ryan is wider than Dixon. So is Ryan ripping all of these things as he wears them? Well, oh great, thanks, Dixon. These fit me great. No, they don't. Dixon doesn't wear super tight clothing or anything. Have you seen his pants? Okay, yeah, the pants are. But I meant the shirt, okay? <laughs> the shirt is not, no. But, like, they should not be able to share pants. Uh, maybe, maybe they're, like, elastostretch thing. I don't know. Or maybe because... It makes my ass look great. Maybe Dixon, since Dixon's a giant, maybe he used to be a, a little bit taller and then he could change... I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> Change his yeah, size at will? Like, I don't know. Like the He Bruce Bannered that shit. He just made some pants that grow with you and shit like that. Oh, that's it. So that's like so so what happened is Ryan found the pants and they fit him fine, so he just assumed they must have been too big for Dixon, and Dixon just went with it because he didn't want them back at that point. <laughs> yep. No, that's fine. You can keep them. You figured it out. We, I'm glad we solved a mystery on this podcast. The mystery of Ryan's pads. <laughs> we did it again. Put in the real, the real journalistic work here. This is why we have subscriber. This is why we make this podcast to get down to the bottom of things like this. Right. As far as his other major relationships, uh, there's Sansa. I guess that's important, but. I don't remember Dixon ever interacting with Sansa directly. I think he talked to him For, once, I mean, didn't he? 
did, did he? I cannot recall a scene where he directly speaks to Zanza. Hmm. Uh, wasn't there like wasn't a there flashback? a flashback where Zanza was in yeah. the giant body at one point? There was a flashback that Egil has of uh, Zanza in Ardless's body, and Dixon's there too. Yeah, that's the closest we come. That's what I was thinking. But I can't recall them ever speaking in the game that we see. Yeah, it seems like nobody else can either. Try, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Sorry, and I. I'm, it's not coming to mind for me. We, don't, we definitely don't get any scenes of him talking to Zanza the way like Shulk does. Yeah. And that did strike me as a bit weird. There was a, a fairly recent, like, for comedy, re- animated recap of Xenoblade Chronicles. And at a point they get up to, like, you know, yelling at Dixon for what his motivation is, and he just goes, I don't really know. (laughs) And I just felt so validated that, like, oh, you don't know either. Yeah, I was kind of, (laughs) I found it, I was like, what, what kind of, like, weird brainwashing or whatever does it take whenever... It's like, oh, the god took over your actual friend's body and you think, oh, I'll just follow this guy now. That's another thing. We don't actually know what relationship uh, Dixon had with Arglis. Well, he basically said they were, like, really good friends, didn't he? No, Arglis was friends with Egil. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I assumed that he was too, though. He might have been. I don't know. Maybe that was why he ended up following Zanza, that it was just like, oh man, my friend Arglis is now saying all this horrible shit. Oh, he's possessed. Well, maybe if I just go along with this for a while, somehow I can get my friend back. Oh no, now I'm in too deep. Yeah, I kind of had that thought myself. That could be it. The only, like solid sentence we get is that I think there's a point where Dixon does mention that like Zanza promised him the powers of a god. Yeah. And that's about it, and it's easy to miss. As if like but the the weird thing about that is like I mean I guess anybody can say, oh yeah, I want that power, but uh, I'm like Dixon doesn't seem like he needs that. Uh I was like I was saying on the other thing, I was just I, I feel like I feel like it's the kind of thing where he just couldn't, like, he was friends with Arglis, potentially, and he couldn't accept mm-hmm. that Arglis was not Arglis anymore, and so follower of Zanza because Zanza was Arglis now, you know, and he just couldn't come to terms with that and was like, no, he he's the real thing, believe me, you know. That Yeah, like, that, that, that could be it, makes easily. more sense to me, I don't know. Again, it's another thing where I'm willing to look at a generous interpretation and willing to acknowledge that, well, you know, just because I like Dixon doesn't mean everyone likes Dixon and there are harsher interpretations you can take. Yeah, I mean... You could talk... So we, you, we could talk about, like, that kind of motivation a lot. It could just be, like, the, the overzealous religious follower thing. It happens far too often in real life as is to, to be like, yeah. I can't possibly understand how anyone can do this in fiction because they totally don't in real life because they they just do (laughs) so i guess my point on that is fair enough either way yeah i mean it it could easily be 
Dixon, for whatever reason, following Zanza out of, like, well, I was friends with Arglis, and therefore I feel that I have to keep following Arglis even when he's spewing stuff that I'm like, I don't think Arglis would say that, actually. Or it could be Dixon going, yeah, I want to be powerful, fucking whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could. Like, like, it it could be that shallow. It would just be a bit disappointing. Why why would you go this far, Dixon? Because, Shulk, I have to bring back Hulkamania. No, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Hulkamania's running wild. (laughs) Would you like my reading too much into it, Hulk's theory? That isn't a theory? Sure, yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Okay, so, as, as we all know, Hulk Hogan tried to present himself to be, like, a, a really good role model for kids. Yeah. Like, that was that was part of his shtick. And then, as you learn more about Hulk Hogan, you're just like, actually, you're a terrible person! That, that so, sticks. So you think that they were inspired by that to make... Yeah, they were inspired. They were like, what if we made a Hulk Hogan that you think is gonna be a great guy, but no. Honestly, that, that would actually not surprise me. Especially, I mean, come on. I could definitely see those guys being into wrestling anyway because they made they made a character that is they they made Rico and they were like, yeah, it's supposed to look like Blanca deliberately. Supposed to look, and Blanca looks a lot like a wrestler, and there's all that hamminess that goes with that. I could there's a lot of crossover there. I'm just saying. I would say that if this was a uh, sweary game, I would buy it a lot faster. Very true. Very true. Well, that and the fact that they were like, they with Rico, they not only referenced Blanca, but they also referenced like, like a Hollywood movie or something about it that is not even very well known. Hmm. That I, I can't know about that. remember the name. It was something about like the... Um, like the chains on, uh, like the cuffs and stuff on his arms, on like that was inspired by some like old forgotten movie, and just like that level of deep cut. I I could totally see this being a thing. Like, oh yeah, well Dixon was actually inspired by this person, you know. Yeah. Like, Hulk Hogan isn't even a deep cut. (laughs) No. The the real place in which, like, I don't know, man, I don't see any resemblance is Hulk Hogan did have a sex tape. Dixon does not. Yet. That's the the real difference. I I guess I'm disappointed on multiple levels. (laughs) (laughs) I was very amused when Hulk Hogan went to court with a black bandana because it was his formal bandana Ooh, this conversation went places <laughs> this conversation went very good places look we have to keep pure listening somehow so we're talking about wrestling <laughs> oh. yep we mentioned him he is summoned cut cut the episode we're done <laughs> <laughs> No, we haven't even talked about all of the character relationships. We've just been skipping around. Yeah, his other... <laughs> okay, so as far as Dixon and other characters, honestly, those are all very shallow relationships. I feel like the deepest one is that Lorithia specifically says she doesn't like him, and then there's no elaboration on that. He's just like the only person that isn't her type. 
So, Lorithia has, as far as I can tell, has about two character traits. One of them is that she's horny, and the second one is that she's curious about what will happen if bad things happen to people. Oh, okay. I I thought you were going to say she's horny, and the second one is that she's kinky. (laughs) That just fell back into the first one. I know, exactly. (laughs) So, either, I mean, it could be the case that, you know, she said, hey, Dixon, want to roll in the sheets? And he said, uh, no, not really. <laughs> and so she hates him now. No, you'll get leather all over me. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you're going to make me call you mommy. I'm not into that. Not into Shibari, mate. <laughs> the other way to look at it, and I will fully admit that I put this particular point here just to kind of verify if anyone actually read the document... Because I figured if somebody read the document, they would go, "Why did you write this?" I was just about to ask. I was, I was like, "Wait, wait, I'm, I, I think I can see it, but also I'm a little confused as to what it relates to." Uh, so the the note in the document is Lorithia is an anti-vaxxer, and so here here we go back to my point of Lorithia just wants to see what happens when bad things happen to people. She clearly like she's the minister of science. Oh. But she also very much wants to see what happens if all of the Hyantia turn into Telethia, and how she can make that happen faster and stay longer. Man, I... So, clearly, clearly, Dixon was going around saying, hey, actually, vaccines are good. And she's like, oh my god, Dixon, shut up. <laughs> you know, I, I could see that, seeing as Lorithia is the only person in the game that looked, that acts and seems exactly like her goal is to just fuck a Telethia. Again, she has two personality traits that I can tell. And honestly, I would love if somebody's favorite character or even a character they just generally liked was Lorithia. God, I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, because I, like, I, I see so little in her, and I would love to find out what interpretations you've come up with. I mean, we can talk about all of her attacks. <laughs> um, does, does she have any? Because they're all kind of Callian's attacks. That's true. If you guys want She's a, a Pokemon trainer. episode, <laughs> just uh, message us on Zenochat at You'll have, Zenochat you'll have to make a Twitter. poll for that one. You're, you're gonna have to make like, you, the listener, is going to have to make the document, because I have two points for her. And I just said them. I'm done with my Lorithia points. Hey, and that's the Lorithia episode. Good night, everybody. And we did it, alright. Lorithia, <laughs> horny goth. We're done. <laughs> as far as, this, so, besides Lorithia, we're just, again, that's the most we get and we can't extrapolate that much because there's so little Arithia. Well that and that she's just like very like high and mighty better than you kind of type I guess I don't know like yeah, that's I the only other thing like, I can kind of pull from that yeah I, I guess it could be like I don't like that you're Sans a special boy I don't know she just says she doesn't like him, and then doesn't elaborate, and then doesn't have enough personality that we can go, oh, that's why you don't like him. Yeah. And they don't interact, so you've got nothing there either. Lorithia just kind of feels like, you're going to lick my feet and like it, slave person. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna not do that, actually. Yeah. Uh, Elvis is pretty neutral, too, Dixon. 
Elvis is pretty neutral to most things. <laughs> it's like, how do you feel about Dixon, Elvis? Oh, he's alright. <laughs> how do you feel about pizza? It's alright. Well, Elvis is, yeah, he's just very neutral. Atharan and Mikol both do regard Dixon positively. I had a note on this one. It's great. Yes. It's great. So, um, it also seems that Dixon talks at a very particular pitch. One that is difficult for Osaran to understand, unless he's within about two feet of him, if we're being generous. As evidenced That's, by one of our favorite yeah. clips from the entire game, do I even need to bring up what it is, or will Jintoki graciously edit that into the episode right here? In case Jintoki needs help editing that in, the clip is, Dixon says, I sometimes feel bad about... Like deceiving these kids, and Othara goes, "Huh? What? What's that you and say?" Dixon goes, <laughs> "What's that you and say?" Dixon goes, "No, never mind." <sighs> Can't say I feel so good about deceiving these kids. What's that you say? Oh, just mumbling. Forget I said anything. <laughs> I will say that that particular thing was something where. Um, again, this was still in my, like, here's how Dixon can still win. I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever the heck Dixon's in on, clearly Otharon's in it, too. Otherwise, why the hell is Dixon just turning around within two feet of Otharon? <laughs> and just saying, like, hey, by the way, I'm betraying everybody. By the way, cut none of that out of the episode, even the si uh, side notes. Okay, I won't. But do edit in the sound. No, you can cut it if you want. I don't care. Uh, I'll, I'll try. If you find it, um, by all means. Yeah, I will. I might have it all screen capped in my Twitter. Or I should have it all screen capped in my uh, Switch, and I should put that on my Twitter. I should update that Twitter. Um, so, yeah, Otharon you know, regards him positively. Miko regards him positively. Both. So he he's had some amount of dealings, though, with Otharon it might have just been in the war uh, yeah, a year ago. Yeah, could have. Since Charla also is vaguely familiar with him, it's like, oh, you're the heroes. Oh yeah, that one guy. Oh yeah, I heard about you. Uh, he tells Ryan to look after Shulk. So how does Ryan <laughs> feel about Dixon, though? He's like... He doesn't really have much to say about it him, honestly. Yeah. No, he's just like, oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Shulk's dad. Dixon's just kind of an old wet sock. I don't know. I'm just... I, I would try to think of what him. Ryan would say about Dixon, uh, other than after the end of the game, he would be like, hey, Shulk, what happened to Dixon? <laughs> Ryan, we literally just killed him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ryan, you stupid idiot. Man, I can't wait for the Ryan episode. I'm sorry we're making fun of Ryan, everyone. No, I, I adore Ryan. Ryan, Ryan is, is so good. good, though. Ryan is an idiot, but I love him. Ryan is the very definition himbo. of himbo. If you look up himbo in the dictionary, you see Ryan. Shulka got in the dictionary! That's great, Ryan. See it, Ryan. Uh, Fiora also regards you know, Dixon fairly positively up until the point where Dixon does literally shoot Shulk in the back. At that point, she doesn't regard him so well. She yeah. also is, uh, to my knowledge, the only character that does specifically state, like, wait, 
Shulk, wasn't Dixon like a father to you? Isn't this kind of hard for you? Yeah. Another thing is that, uh... (laughs) Sorry. It's like he shoots Shulk in the back and she's like, Dixon, what are you doing? You missed! (laughs) 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 Oh wait, that doesn't happen, my bad. What I was gonna say was like, there's the the scene, and, and this is another like point against or potential point against Dixon, where there's the scene where Ricky's like, oh, Shulk doesn't have a mama pawn or dad upon. I'll be your dad upon. Like, why doesn't Shulk regard Dixon as his dad upon? Hmm. And yeah. could it just be that, you know, Dixon was the type that's like, I'm not I'm not a dad, just call me Dixon. And so Shulk is like, I guess that's not my dad then. Oh, Possibly. So... I guess we can go into a little bit more of the um, like the villainous things that they mm-hmm. kind of have Dixon do at this point. Well, I mean, not that we haven't talked about that. Oh yeah. Uh, so- by the way, spoilers. Dixon's bad, actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just said that he shot Shulk in the back, so clearly. No, he's absolutely a hero. Yeah. He's my hero. That's for the greater good. Even though <laughs> Sharla shoots everyone in the game. That makes that's another shooting, fair point. Technically shooting Shulk speaking, makes Dixon bad, huh? <laughs> well, what about Charlotte? I'm kidding. That's another thing. Dixon does his whole healing technique is shooting in a world with so, healing bullets. I can't believe he just used the wrong bullet. Can we really call him bad? He just used the wrong bullet. He meant to use a healing Dude. bullet. I don't know about you guys. But I cannot wait until bullet acupuncture is a thing. <laughs> My spine can't either. But anyway, t- tell me more about Dixon as a, as a villain. Um, sorry, uh, Tyler, were you going somewhere with that, Jintoki? No, no. You, yeah, you go on. I, th- I th- it, Oh, th- no. Th- um, all you. Cool. Okay, I was, I was just going to say, like, bringing that up. His betrayal, I think we've gone over how obvious at times it feels like, but also, um, that we all kind of feel like it wasn't in a way? That I think we were kind of getting to that earlier on, yeah. like, how we were thinking that, you know, obviously he knows more, but we didn't really expect him to really be a villain, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, we didn't expect mm-hmm. it to manifest in the way that it did, because it just seemed like really, like, it it just seemed like really it, it off. Felt too obvious yeah, it felt too for, obvious yeah. and it felt like the kind of thing that they would easily subvert and they they didn't like they they just went like no he's actually been evil this whole time and like whenever you get to it in context it does make sense mm-hmm. um in a way yeah uh, but you, it does leave you kind of wanting for more like it kind of leaves you well i mean at least for me it left me kind of like yeah, I wish I knew a little bit more about what was going on in his head there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel like I need to elaborate that I always want more Dixon content. Yeah. I think that's just implied. I, I guess we'll have to tell everyone to get on those fanfics, sure. I mean, not that we that don't need too. more of that, you know. We always need more fanfics for everything. Yes. But yeah, I mean, for for me, his betrayal felt very broadcast. But again, that was because I was spending so much 
like energy analyzing everything he did. Oh, believe because he just immediately caught my attention. Believe me, it is not just you on that one. <laughs> like everyone, everyone who saw it was like, it, it was like uh, that. That's the thing about it, though. It's like so obvious that it threw me off because. I was like, oh, they're making this character, like, obviously hiding something. It's probably going to subvert this into, like, oh, he was hiding this. Because that's, like, that... that that's actually... That, that's, like, a weird thing. It's, like, a... It's, like, a red herring that works against itself, I guess I would say. It, it Does that make sense? Like, they take this... What I was gonna... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, finish your point. Oh, I was just saying, like, they take this character, they make him, like, have this personality and have him be, I was like, oh, well, yeah, he's got some rough edges, but he's a good guy. And then they do these things where it's like, he's saying things to himself that you're hearing very clearly, and they're so clear and so obvious that they're like, okay, he's up to something. He's got something else going on. But you think, they make that so blatant throughout that it's like, they want you to come in with the expectation, oh, he's going to betray you. They're not going to go that route because it's going to be like a miss. It's going to be something else because they're being so upfront about it, so in your face about it. And then when they go that route with it, you're like, oh, what? what? <laughs> like, I think a lot of people that I've talked to have had a similar experience like that. And it, it's like... it so heavily broadcast that it's almost like a reverse psychology thing i guess you know yeah but yeah i guess that's that, that's the main point i was making with it what, what i was gonna say is like if you're more familiar with takahashi's works you are familiar with satan you're familiar with Jin. you're familiar with characters where they're like this character does not have my best interest at heart and then it turns out oh they do actually so you get Dixon where it's like, okay, but this guy, this guy's gonna have my best interest at heart, really. And no, he doesn't. <laughs> so it's just a very specific to if you're familiar with this writer. That actually brings up a an interesting thing that I, I'd like to ask about, too. Like, Xenogears mm-hmm. was a game with no actual voice acting outside of, like, minigames. Uh, and, like, mm-hmm. in battles, where they would just say, you know, hi ah, hey, you know, that kind of thing. And jerk. Yes, they said jerk. Well, yeah. And uh, the, the 20 minutes of anime. Yeah, and there's, um, there's, like, a thing. When you're reading out dialogue versus whenever you're hearing it, like, voice acted out, I, I feel like there were maybe times in Xenogears at which, like, Satan said something incredibly obvious that maybe wasn't as blatant as it was in, like, Xenoblade because of, you know, just, it has voice acting, it has this going, it has cinematography, it has all this framing to it, whereas Xenogears is like, well, all we have to work with is these sprites and these words and this stuff, so you can read it a few different ways because you can't see, you know, you can't see body language, you can't see, like, camera angles that frame things certain ways. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if there was, like, a situation in Xenogears where... Well, actually, I'm not even wondering. I'm pretty sure there was a few situations in Xenogears in which Satan said some stuff that was like, okay, that's pretty obvious, but it's also 
like aside and we're working with the technology we have at the time so maybe they meant for it to be this way but it's not but then they come out in xenoblade and they have dixon saying something like three feet away from a character and you're like (laughs) is this supposed to be clever or yeah that's the thing like in with 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 retrograde amnesia uh go listen to their season one podcast on xeno years like, they do mention how many times you're able to go, wait, what the heck is Satan up about? And relatively, if you were to take moment for moment every time that, like, Satan said something where you're like, um, excuse me, sir, versus every time Dixon said something where you're like, um, excuse he me, does sir. a lot. Satan says weird things more. Yeah. But that's because right. they don't have the, the body language and the voice acting to convey that, so they have to give him more dialogue that you have to take pause at. It's just there and you have to make whereas assumptions. Dixon can just, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Dixon, he has body, he, they have more technology available to him. They have voice acting. They can, like, you just need one line and you're like, um, excuse? Pardon? A, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It was just kind of, kind of like weird to see it that way. Like, yeah, I, I've I've discussed how Dixon is very much the Izuki uh, character character type. Yeah, the archetype. But he if gets... archetype, thank you. But it's. What if Satan did decide actually humans are bad, really? Yeah. Like, he would just be Dixon. What if Satan had actually married Deus? Exactly. But that's, since I know we were thinking about having an Izuki archetype episode, I don't want to get too far into it other than what we've already seen. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't I don't mean to go too far into that. I mean, we already have plenty as is. Um, <laughs> That's what happens when you put me on a Dixon episode. But hey, then there was a remark that Dixon made, wasn't there? Looks like that high end beat bro died for nothing! <laughs> oh, don't be like that! You'll meet him soon enough. You might even be reborn if you return to Lord Zanza. Who knows? He might be your boyfriend in the next life. You will not mock the memory of my brother! Yes. Dixon makes a remark to Melia where he just goes, Hey, maybe you'll see your brother in another life. Maybe he'll be your boyfriend. And oh, she yeah. goes, hey, don't you mock the memory of my brother? And it's just like, what the fuck is this line? I, okay, yeah. so here's my take, if you want it. I think Dixon's just being... Yeah, I, I think Dixon's just being an edgelord. I think that's all I, I, there yeah. is to that. I, I agree with that. I think... I, I did... I think they were just looking at in, internet comments and they're like, oh man, this would be a great villain line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that works. Um, I mean, I, I had a whole paragraph explaining why actually this line makes sense, but I was no, no, please, being very tongue-in-cheek about it. it. Now. Please, oh. please tell us. Okay. Uh, so my, again, bear in mind that I was not saying this with any degree of seriousness other than like, hey, look how much I can talk about Dixon. Um, 
so so Fiora has a line where she discusses discusses thinking about Shulk as her younger brother. Yeah. Or brother anyway. And so it's like, oh, okay, Hobbs clearly just do not regard the sibling versus romantic interest like boundary as much as we regard that as a thing that just you do not cross. Uh, it- so Dixon didn't even know he was saying anything weird. He yeah. was just like, I don't know, apparently this is a thing you might do. You might date your brother. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I feel like I've seen other like Japanese media where that's a, a a fairly like somewhat of a commonality where it's like oh we get along like they'll say something like oh yeah you're like a brother jokingly or something like that and actually like if you grew up together to up, that it's like oh I actually really have feelings for you or something I'm just allowing for the possibility that because Dixon has heard this sort of interpretation of relationships he's been like I didn't know I said anything weird well, I mean, at that point, he was trying to troll them, so there is that, too. So then it yeah. just goes right back to, like, Dixon just being a villain to be a villain. Go which on. is also a completely fair interpretation. I'm just saying fucked up things, so you'll hate me. That's what it felt like, mostly, to me. Same here. I mean, especially after Lorithia being... Lorithia. Lorithia. <laughs> Like, oh no, she she's outdoing me in the perverse fucked up this. I've got to do something. I can say something gross. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it felt like the sort of thing that people might want me to comment yeah. on, so I did. My comment is, ow. Eh, Shulk, you'll never out Fortnite me. Check it out, I can make Thanatos floss. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is in uh, Fortnite. Actually. Wait, Thanatos, like like the one from Persona, or? Uh, Which version of Thanatos are we talking about? Uh, wait, it's just Thanos, isn't it? Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, oh, Thanos, from Marvel. yeah, from Marvel, yeah. Yeah, from, from the Marvel company. When you say Thanatos, I just thought of, like, the, the Persona 3... Thanatos. That's... I, was, I was actually thinking of um, Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Sorry, I added too many okay. uh, Yeah, it's cool. I just... I guess my brain always goes back to, like, Persona 4, or, 4 Arena where Thanatos is in there and he's just such a cool character design. That's probably why it stuck with me. Anyway, moving on. Dixon! Yes. <laughs> yes. What, what is our next Dixon point? Some of these bleed together. Uh, the next one was his motivation. I think we mostly Which talked about we that. Kinda, yeah, we kind of covered that under Zanza's relationship, but if there's anything you want to elaborate on, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking for godlike power. At least that's all we get. Obviously, I have more generous interpretations, but there's literally nothing to back that I up. mean, honestly, there's even the chance that Dixon was... As long as Dixon has been alive... There's a there's the chance that there's like conditioning from an early age, basically brainwashing. There's the chance mm-hmm. that just like mind deterioration deterioration over like thousands of whoever knows how many kind of like eons that he's been around uh has led to this. I wouldn't put it at eons, honestly. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying he's been yeah. around a long time. It's, it's all speculation. Yeah, this is all you know? speculation on my part. It's just yeah. 
There are it's so just many, a like, theory. There's a lot of like, yeah. It's just a theory. What kind of theory? I. That's like half this episode, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of my point. It's like well, we that's the funny these characters. Yeah, we get a lot, but we don't get enough. Dixon's part of the story is basically a tip of the iceberg type of thing. We've got to just make, mm-hmm. we've got to make assumptions based on what he has done, and, and you know, I think that to a point you can almost do that with any character in a form of media. There's, in a lot of cases, there is, like, things that you can go off. And I think that's the reason that every character can be loved on the level that they are, is because even if they don't have a particular form of depth in the game that is explicitly told to you, by the way, show, don't tell, um, Mm -hmm. you can go off of what you have and come up with your own interpretation of it. And in that way, it's like, it's like music. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm kind of being very generous about, like, saying, okay, here's, you know, a nice way to look at this, but hey, if you want to look at it a crueler way, yeah, there's nothing telling you you're wrong. Yeah. There's also, again, that I know that I'm going to always interpret Dixon in the most generous way, and I'm willing to go, I might be wrong here. Here's a harsh way of looking at this. I mean, I think that's completely fair, too, because, like, just going off of what Dixon was in the first place, I feel like he's a character that you... I mean, for me, I want to like Dixon. I mean, he... You can. And I can like Dixon, and I do like Dixon. Okay, back off. I like Dixon. I'm not saying that... (laughs) You don't. I'm just. I'm just saying. I think I know, Dixon I know, is yeah. a well done character. I think he's a great character. Yeah. I think maybe mm-hmm. the villain part was not as you know fleshed out as it it's could weird, have been in ways. But in part... another way, maybe it is, and it, we're just left that subtext to not insult the audience. Then again, there is the that that's where the whole thing of him heavily broadcasting his intentions over the course of it is like, was this like, you didn't think we would get it? Or is this like, you're trying to make it so obvious that it throws us off because it did that for me. So I don't know. It's, I don't know the writer's intentions in this, but it does make it interesting when you think about it that way. Yeah, it's, it's just very interesting, like, again, with, with his motivation and him being a villain, where it's like, the reason the betrayal at all was shocking was because it was so obvious that we're like, okay, clearly they're not doing that, and they're like, oh, yeah. oh, they are. Oh, alright. Just imagine the day that the, um, that one of the writers on Xenoblade got a hold of this episode and was like, Man, they thought way too fucking hard about this shit. <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to say. <laughs> yeah, when they find this episode, they're definitely going to be like, that one weirdo who just did not stop thinking about Dixon for the last ten fucking years needs you know, a break. I don't know if I'm, uh, like, flattered that I made this much of an impact on somebody's life when I wrote this character, or if I'm just fucking creeped out. <laughs> I'm just gonna file a restraining order, just you know, just a precaution. Against someone across the Pacific Ocean from me, I'm gonna file a restraining or- order so that they don't get more than a billion miles within range of me. 
I do not want Robin any closer to me than, <laughs> like, absolutely necessary because of how the Earth works. They must only be a thousand light years away from me. <laughs> I have to go to a different planet so I can never be close to Dixon's writer. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. End of episode, guys. We did good. Alright, we did it. That's well, we every point I've made on giants. this document. Oh, okay, fine. You oh, just I gotta drag us back in. love to. Okay, fair. I mean, what's there to say about the giants? That's, we don't know yeah, enough. that's my point. <laughs> that's like, the sad thing. Argus didn't wear clothes because... His name was Dixon, and he didn't think he would mind him being naked in front what? of him. What? Dixon wasn't near Argus when Argus was on screen. I know. I was just—I just read the okay. word Argus and made the joke because it was there. Yeah, yeah. Argus didn't wear clothes on Prison Island. When we see him in a flashback, he's still not wearing clothes. Dixon, when he's a giant, he wears like pants. So I guess giants just don't like shirts. Maybe Dixon is just the classiest giant. I'm gonna wear pants. I'm gonna hide my dingling, you weirdos. <laughs> Argos? This episode is brought to you by Dixon's bad voice acting. Tell us more about the giants! Yeah, I would love more about the giants. Like, the, the scale of Prison Island means that it was definitely made for the giants but was it made by the giants because it's got a whole gothic architecture thing going on it's also also uh, anti-grav yeah anti-grav is a thing that the giants apparently have that was established in future connected that they just really loved levitate stones i don't know why just no i mean really into it okay come on let's be fair here who if we had levitate stones who wouldn't love them yeah, okay, that part's fair. Like, you're gonna tell me if the technology's there, would you not fucking make the island? You don't have to be Elon Musk to make that shit. Shavat really I loved have to Levitate be Elon Stones. Musk to have the funds. But, yeah, like, we don't get that much about the giants. We get, you know, like, there's a giant researcher in, um, shoot, Tefra Cave. Tefra Caverns. Yeah, it was Tefra. But they don't find that much. There are a few grave sites you can find for some giant kings, but we get very, very little, and that's, again, it's, it's fine. We don't need that much because it's not that relevant to the story. It just tells us that there was a previous generation of uh, sentient life. And that's another thing that that was just the previous generation. So as far as Zanza's very, very long life goes, he hasn't known Dixon that long. And God knows what Dixon was doing while the Hobbs were trying to evolve. Hey, can I do a theory real fast? No. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. The host said yes. So... <laughs> So this is this is gonna be really complex. So I need you guys to listen like really close. So I'm listening. I'm listening. So Dixon, ears are against he him, has against the speaker. He has medium length blonde hair. Mm-hmm. What if Dixon looked just like Shulk when he was younger, but grew into Dixon and was like a failed attempt at Zanza's like body. Like, dub- like his his body he would go into, but 
he grew up and he was like, well, maybe I couldn't be this, but, you know, I can at least help you, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just I just thought that was... No, I, I see where you're going, but I am going to say that their noses are very different. Okay, yeah, fair. But also, Dixon smoked a lot. Yes, as we all know, smoking... <laughs> it's impl- very like bad for that. you. Mm-hmm. The, the, the relationship between smoking and nose shape has been well documented List, yeah, by exactly. scientists all across the stupid sphere. <laughs> What if he smoked, got into a bar fight, got his nose broken, and it was and just that shape? And his nose from... just became a fine Roman shape? Yes, yes, that's that's how that works. That's how. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Does okay. So getting into a bar fight gets you a Roman nose. Is is that that's your theory? My theory is that writers are not the same. As, no, I'm I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Okay, because I wanted to hear about the bar fight that my grandma got in. That made her nose a Roman nose? I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to hear about it. I wanted to hear your theory. <laughs> I mean, I know that bar fights can bend your nose out of shape if your nose... They can, but it's, but I, it's I, usually not... Your oh, it makes your nose... Shape. It makes the bridge of your nose a completely different shape in the... Yeah, no, I... I yeah. yeah. Not, not really protruding in that way. Alright, let's bring this, this back. This is just me joking <laughs> around, honestly. <laughs> This is getting into just... I don't even know where this is. <laughs> you knew what was going to happen. I mean, this is... In, this oh, I know. That's why we're here. To rein it back in. territory <laughs> is what this was. We have nowhere else to go with the Giants. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that that annoys me that we really don't. And it, it again, it's just because they spend so much time kind of talking about how they're going to give you more information and then they don't. That it bothers me. Yeah, I mean, like, really, I think that uh, one of Monolith's bigger things is just characterization. They make very strong characters, so... They do. Uh, sometimes plot falls a tiny bit to the wayside. For example, where was Dixon during the attack on Colony 9? I mean, he was smoking, obviously. <laughs> All day, every day. Yeah, that was the thing where... Honestly, today I was like, wait, I haven't listened to his Japanese voice acting, so I was going through the cutscenes, and I was like, wait, where is he right now? He's just not there. Why isn't he there? Why isn't he just fighting Mechon? He doesn't like them. He can he can fight them. There's no real, like, more to that. It's just, why isn't Dixon mentioned in this scene? Hmm. The end. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Do we have any other miscellaneous this. things about Dixon we can like discuss? Uh, yeah. I, I discussed that he did a lot of traveling along the Bionis. Yeah. He knew about the Hyentia. He knew about the Machina. I think that's pretty relevant. Though. Liked him. Yeah. It is, but I did mention it. But yes, he he was. Relatively well-liked. Yeah. This one about his last name, I just want to clarify. That is a joke, correct? Uh, so this is a one of those things where the first time I heard about it was way back when I was primarily on Tumblr. Oh man, if this is real, I, I definitely want to hear about it. 
so I had heard that like people were like, oh yeah, it's Dixon Sos. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I just missed something because I don't have all of the extended materials. I guess it's Dixon Sos. Um, then later it was like, no guys, he doesn't have a last name. What are you all talking about? And so I was like, oh, okay, I guess he doesn't. Because again, I don't have extended materials and it makes more sense for him to not have a last name than to have a last name because the only one with a last name is Melia. And her family. Yeah. And I honestly was willing to just let it die there, but apparently, like, I, I know that, that Pure has made a, a Twitter status, a Twitter update about people bothering him about, like, hey, did you know Dixon has a last name? And he's like, no, he doesn't have a last name. What? Okay. So I just... I just wanted to, again, address that Dixon does not have a last name. Also, the thing it's, on that High Antia thing yeah. is, like, it, it, maybe it's just a High Antia thing that they have last names, or maybe it's just a royalty thing, because that, that could totally uh-huh. be, yeah. like, a dynasty kind of, you know. That, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes it a lot of sense. Be. But the, the, the takeaway is, there was a rumor that Dixon had a last name. He does not. Okay. Pure confirmed. Because I'm going to be honest, the first thing I, I thought whenever I saw... The, the rumor was that Dixon's last name was Sauce, was or Sos, was that that was just a Dixon Sauce, like, joke of some kind. <laughs> like, that sounds like something somebody would make I... as a childish joke. It, it <laughs> does. I honestly sauce. never look too far into it, because, again, I don't have any of the, like, in-depth books. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, the, the I just initially accepted it as oh, I guess this was something that was covered in one of those, and then accepted it as I guess it wasn't, and people just because coming from the Mortal Kombat fandom, where you know people were just like, I guess there's a character named Ketchup and Ermac because I found that and like no, okay, well you I don't sort of think you need to think names. that way because there is a thing of there okay there are two things there's rule of cool where you just make things that sound cool and then there's rule of stupid that typically mortal kombat bases his names off of <laughs> that is how we got mocap but ermac was just people going oh man look ermac character it's like no that's that's an error message that's how we got fucking um noob cybot <laughs> yeah well, no noob cybot was because that was just uh, it's Boone. yeah, it's Tobias Boone Tobias. backwards. Yeah, that, that was rule of stupid. That's not the same as Ermac. Rule of stupid. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So that's the point about Dixon's last name. I just felt that we had to. It, it was our due diligence to mention. No, Dixon doesn't have a last I've name. I've not heard of that one, but I had to ask because it struck me as the same kind of thing as like, oh yeah, you know, like that side character character named peter dragon or something yeah again it was a thing where i first heard it back on the tumblers yeah okay i gotcha i gotcha that clears that up mm-hmm. okay mm. um, dixon being passionate about stopping eagle is another point we should probably that was a- another thing where it's just like i don't know if it's the translation being weird or what but Shulk at a point says to Dixon, or, or, or says of Dixon, like, wow, it's really, you, you sure really hate those Mechon, what's up with that? And Mechon's like, it just, I'm sorry. And Dixon says, like, they just, Eggle just gets under my skin the way he just wants to, draw, to destroy all of the Bionis life. 
And it's just weird that Shulk takes any yeah. issue with with Dixon not liking the Metcon. Like, it's absolutely not weird from a perspective of the Homs to dislike that, or weird from the perspective of, like, Dixon in general to dislike that, because, you know, obviously Maineth, all that stuff. But then for Shulk to question it, and it was like, Shulk, there's like a million other things you should have questioned before this. Yeah, it just struck me as like, it, it was just another thing where it's like, this is an odd bit of wording. Like, why is this weird? Of course Dixon doesn't like Eggle. Eggle sent a bunch of Mechons to kill all the Homs. Shulk, you didn't like that. What the heck? How dare you don't like this thing I don't like either. That no one likes. Is it just that he thinks it's weird that Dixon is still mad at Eggle once discovering Eggle is, a, you know, is, is sentient? Is that the thing? I, that he was like, I only didn't like the Mechon when I thought they were just mindlessly killing people. But now that I know that they're directed, I'm less bothered. Yeah. Why are you still bothered, Dad? I'm going to chalk this up to oversight on that one. Like a lot of things. It's a thing where it's like the the conversation makes more sense from the perspective of you're supposed to remember that Dixon is is a bad boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, And it's just another thing to enforce that. Like, oh, look, good boy Shulk thinks this is weird. So shouldn't you think this is weird? No, I don't. I think it's more weird that Shulk is very insistent on keeping Wilmcar alive than it is that Egg- that Dixon wants Eggel dead. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's fair. Okay. So, uh, any other- I think that we have pretty much... Uh... What, what is... What is what? N- nothing. Never huh? mind. Never mind. The we, we talked about the Dixon insinuating Fiora, Shulk, or Ryan being a couple. Is that did we talk about that? No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, so <laughs> here, let's all go to this wonderful. Movie. I was about to ask about that, but I didn't want to um, ask about it. In Nothing. I just put it there to make it so I could directly quote because it. I wasn't sure if it was there um, on purpose. It was there on purpose. So, as Fiora, you can talk to Dixon in Colony 9, and Dixon will tell you, you and him are a good match. And then, you you know, you, you can pro- progress the story a little bit, and Fiora leaves and you get Ryan, and you can still talk to Dixon. And Dixon will now say, you make a great couple. <laughs> so... Huh. It's like, okay, I get that this was probably intended to be Fiora-exclusive oh, dialogue. Oh, do too. Except that Dixon just like goes, okay, Ryan and Joel, fine, whatever, huh. somebody date my son. <laughs> I love it when... That's interesting. I actually I never knew either, that. I either, but I love it when a plan comes together, I gotta say. Yeah, so you can... Again, it's like... I, I know that the, probably the intent is that this was supposed to be an exclusive thing for Fiora, but the dialogue switches when Fiora cannot be in your party and Ryan is. Interesting. So uh, I, it, it makes it sound like... I just like really learned something know, there. Yeah. 
Damn, we should have had this in the Queer his, Theory app. Dixon <laughs> just wants his bisexual son to be happy. I, I I never knew you can do that. Wow. I can't believe you didn't talk to Dixon obsessively. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I know, right? How dare I? Yeah. Uh, another thing is, um, so Dixon's official age is 44, which we know is false. He's, he's a giant. He's been alive for hundreds of years. Can I? Um, can, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking at these pictures that you had of him saying that dialogue and that it's it's yes. kind of crazy that the dialogue is different when you go to him with ryan in your party and he says i mean he still says you make a great couple but he's like he's saying right. something different there technically he's like you guys have fun yeah it's later in the story yeah he you know his, his dialogue changes when you progress the story a little so, bit so what you're saying is he's that that almost feels intentional it you does it's just match. it also feels like that can't be what they meant yeah. they couldn't it's have either that or like put that there. now if they had put, or maybe they he gives looking at you two gives me butterflies in my stomach when ryan was there it might have been a little bit more but or maybe like it was intended as like a joke kind of thing like haha look at you two y'all are couples i don't know could have it been. could be Again, it, it just... But still, that that is still, like, really interesting that they went through the trouble of having him have different dialogue yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. That That is pretty crazy. Yeah, he, he says that. that seeing Fiora and Shulk gives him butterflies, but then he says that Ryan and Shulk make a good couple. He does keep that dialogue, because I know you can get Fiora back shortly after and talk to him again, and he'll he'll still say that... You two mm. make a great couple, but now Ryan's awkwardly there. Mm. Great thruple. You two make a great thruple. <laughs> you three make a great thruple. Um, yeah, his official age is 44, though. Hmm. Which, again, false. Yeah. He, he, he hundred right. years old. He's a thousand-year-old dragon. Yep, he's a thousand-year-old dragon stuck in the body of a twelve-year-old. Thousand-year-old dragon waifu. <laughs> that's, that's I think it. it's funny to just imagine that he knew Michael for all those years as a Homs, and Michael just is like, I guess Homs live a really long time. You know how everybody makes those those images where they like take Mario and take his mustache off, and they're like, everybody's like, oh, that's cursed. I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. what it would look like with the same thing for Dixon, and I'm pretty sure somebody's probably done it, but I'm not. I don't think I've seen it. So, yes and no. Hold on a moment. I knew, you, would, do, do, I knew do, do. you wouldn't fail me. <laughs> <laughs> I believed. It's not quite what you're asking for. Fair enough. Hold on, I gotta scroll up, scroll, scroll. <laughs> Let me know if this link works. Does the link work? It does not seem to. I'm no. sorry. That not is for unfortunate. me. Hold on, I can fix this. Save this image. Does that work? And if not, I will just. I don't know that we can share this in the episode, but you know, it's relevant in the conversation we're having right now. Dixon, 
this picture. Upload. There we go. Now it's there. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like a bald Dixon. It, it was sent to me with the caption, Cursed Bald Dixon. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we don't know what's under that bandana, so... <laughs> it's me do its hair! Yes, but is it hair on top or just on the sides? Oh, like he's got one of those bandana, like those hats where you just sew a wig, wig pieces to yes. it. But it's a bandana. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> could be. It yeah. could be. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Alright. My last bit is just about his uh, voice actor. His English voice actor is Anthony May, which I mistook for a person who is on Top Gear. <laughs> He's not on Top Gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Anthony May hasn't really been in too much. Um, he mostly is on stage roles, so... <laughs> Anthony May in Top Gear, you know... Oh yes, it's it's kind of like the vehicles I saw in the Hyentian areas. Oh, wait, wait it, but it doesn't fly and such. This is a great car, love it. Great car, love it. According to Anthony May's IMDb page, he was in Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he has had roles. It's just they're all been woman, relatively yeah. minor. The one role that at all stood out to me was that he had a character on an episode of Doctors, and that only stood out to me because I looked at the IMDb pages for the other cast members of Xenoblade, and many of them have appeared on that show. That show also has over a thousand episodes, so... Like, Pyra's voice actress has appeared in that, too. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Adam Howden has appeared. Well, that's her. kind of interesting on Pyra because, like, I I was under the impression she was a very relatively new voice actor. Again, it just seems to have like the same sort of like saying that you were in an episode of like CSI yeah. level of meaning. Yeah. Again, Anthony May seems to mostly have stage roles. This wasn't his first video game role. But this certainly seems to have been his most major video game role. Yeah. Or uh-huh. any sort of primarily voice acting role versus acting. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I sadly don't have much to say about it. Yeah. I, I did kind of want to look up the episode, but again, a thousand episodes in this <laughs> this uh, show. Yeah, I guess and so. His, I believe, was in 2015, so I very quickly said, no, I'm not that ac- interested, actually. He probably is not using the same dialect anyway, so, or something, you know, he's pr- it's probably very different. Possibly, like, that was part of what I was curious about, was just like, is this how you speak, or were you playing a role? Yeah, I see. Though, that wouldn't necessarily be answered with one thing. Either way, he, his uh, voice his, fit Dixon yeah. very well, I thought. 
Yes, I think so. It did. He did a great job. An incredible. I don't know if he could have done better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he did a wonderful job. It's. I feel that if somebody else had the role, I would have possibly still liked it. But right now, if somebody else was like, "Oh yeah, we're recasting him," I'd be like, "No, don't, don't, no, no yeah." <laughs> Anthony May did it perfectly. Stop. Uh, his Japanese voice actor was uh, Tsuyoshi Koyama, who was another character person where I'm like, I don't recognize a lot of these roles, but that's more on me because what's anime? I, I was looking at a lot, and most of his stuff is anime. Like he, and it was, and it, it seems to be like a lot of very much side characters that appear only a few times in the anime that he's typically in. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that one. And I'm like, wait, what, which character was that? <laughs> so I, I think he's, for the most part, a side, a deep side character in most anime. Yeah. I, again, I, I couldn't tell anything because I don't watch anime. What's anime? I've never I heard mean, of it. The only name that it all stuck out to me was like, oh, Blaze Blue, I've heard of yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's Bang Shishigami. Or, which that's Bang, cool. Shishigami. And he's in a lot of anime I've either seen or heard of, but not like the like the character is always uh yeah, that that person who was that again. Uh. Yeah, this seems to be There's one two of his characters in One Piece. First major roles. Um I did like I said, I, I did today listen to his Japanese role because it just it never I so liked Anthony May's performance that it never occurred to me like oh yeah what does the Japanese voice sound yeah. like so I went ahead and listened to that and it sounds fine it sounds fine well it sounds um I did play it for cilantro just since I figured they might have a little bit more insight into like oh yeah he's using this dialogue or dialect which indicates something and it's like nope he just sounds like a dad mm. Gotcha. So, yeah. I guess the most recent thing he's been that voice actor has been in was Boruto, <laughs> closely followed by One Piece, and the only new new anime he's been in is Ascendance of a Bookworm. Anthony May, I think, was supposed to be in a movie last year, but last year happened. So, yeah, yeah. Last year was twenty twenty. Oh, he was in Zombie Land Saga. Yeah, I I don't remember the character, though. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel bad. I feel like... I mean, it's not like I didn't put any effort into looking him up before this podcast. It's just that it was like, oh, he was in that thing that half the cast was in. And that was about it. Yeah. That's fair. I do think he did a stellar performance. I think Anthony May and Tsuyoshi Koyama both did a great job. Koyama, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I can't say much about other roles that they've had. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't either. <laughs> okay. They're they're all very specific. <laughs> all right, I think we're almost done. I mean, is there any like last minute comments about Dixon or? I love it. feelings. I love him. <laughs> he is perfectly 
All right. I feel like there are a lot of points <laughs> that we actually just like doubled down on even, so I think we've got it pretty much covered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just like if we need to fill in more time, hey, do you need to ask me any questions where you need my interpretation? Let me just see. Hmm, almost two hours? No, I don't think we need to fill in any more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think we've covered a lot of ground here, yes. including stuff for those folks out there who have funny interpretations about Dixon. We've even addressed some of those. I kind of I had one on the fly that just occurred to me because of this episode. So... Let's hear no, it. No, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. That, that oh, was that okay. I thought you had another one. Oh, well, That's maybe like... since Dixon sort of looks like, like, vaguely looks like Zant. <laughs> yeah, we well, would. If you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I hold more thoughts about Dixon. They're just all so, like, this is based in nothing that I didn't feel like bringing them up. This is just based in Bot Love Dixon. <laughs> I mean, I know that feel. Well, well, listeners, if you have any other theories or interpretations of Dixon, please message us at uh, Zenochat Podcast on Twitter. Um, or message me directly. Yes, nihilism at bot. nihilism bot. Yeah, but the bot has a zero in it instead of an O. Well, since you because you're... I stole my name from myself. Let's see, since this is the end of the episode and we usually go around and talk about what we're up to or anything, let's start with you, uh, Robin, since you kind of jumped on it. What uh, what have you been up yes. to? Um, I guess since we're allowed to talk about the fact that we've been playing video games, I've been playing Legend of the Gaia because I've owned that for years and never finished it. Hmm. I'm pretty close to the end at this point. As far as things I'm doing... Um, I'm working on a few craft projects, but none of them are really, like, I don't know if craft projects are that exciting to you, Mr. Internet. One, one of them is relevant. One of them is relevant, and when that is finished, that will be very exciting. Show it on your Twitter. Yeah, I will post show it on your Twitter. Twitter. When it is done. My Twitter is at NihilismBot, but instead of an O, it's a zero, because I stole my name from myself. All right. Uh, how about you, Justin? I haven't really been doing too 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 much other than streaming. Been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, I I mean, I guess by the time this episode's airing, I've been playing Tomba Two with Sam on Retro Roulette, and I've also started a playthrough of The Misadventures of Tronbon. It's been a lot of fun to revisit that one in particular. I haven't played that game in years, so yeah, I'm having a blast playing it again. Game's so cute. Mm-hmm. It is adorable. Both of those like, games are. I, it's funny because I liked that game before, but like playing it again, I I now really like it. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of streaming for me. Um, I am working on a review for Op Rainfall, and we do have some uh, anime review. We have an anime review coming up really, really, really soon, rather. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much been what's going on with me. Cool. All right. How about you, Dick? Well, um. I guess the most recent thing that I have done that I actually felt the need to post, other than just like me taking random screenshots from games like I typically tend to do, is on my Twitter at Nickelberg, um, if you wish to follow. I, I did actually, for once in a long time, which I do every once in a while, but most of my art does not get posted there, 
because a lot of it is just random sketches that never get finished. But I did post my um, interpretation of Mithra if she were in a Guilty Gear game, and I was proud of it enough for the fact that I actually cleaned up the line art, which I tend to be very lazy on, as I tend to not actually completely finish a lot of my drawings, and thus they never get posted. Um, but yeah, it's on there, and um, anybody who listens, if you want to go check it out, you know, I mean, I gave you that handle, at Nickelberg, so feel free to do that. Uh, I've got... I just, I've got some random stuff on there, but... Um, other than that, there's not much. I was I was super happy with how that turned out, and maybe I'll do more like that in the future. Um, but yeah, that okay. and this podcast are the main two things I've been involved with that are very public recently. So there you go. Nice. Um. Well, as for me, um, I've been just juggling a bunch of different projects and writing for rpg fan and playing games here and there um just randomly i'm just gonna mention i have a guilty pleasure right now and it's a game called calico i don't know if you guys have heard of it it's a game Mm -hmm. where you're a magical girl that runs a cat cafe and it should be a terrible game it's glitchy and just has a lot of pop up, but I am entranced by it, and I just thought I'd share that. You know, I remember seeing that game before, and I I was yeah, thinking, I think I had streamed. Yeah, it, I think you did too. Because I remember that was part of the. Uh, I, I think that was part of the, of the indie game fest yeah. a while yeah. back. I tried yeah. out the demo, and I was like, "Well, this this seems like it has the makings of a good game, but it, it's it's got a it needs a lot of work, so it's kind of." I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't work out a lot more of that than they did. Apparently, it's still very glitchy. Yeah, like, there are times where, like, one time I was holding one of my cats, and it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, no more cat. Oh, wow. And I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh my god, did I lose my cat forever? And it was my favorite cat, (laughs) which is a fat cat. But then I found it, like, I found it. It just teleported. But it was just, like, it's basically. So it was, like... it it's very glitchy, but it I I'm still like really enjoying it. I just I needed a really chill game, and that that's what that game is. It's just very chill. I mean, sometimes whether a game is glitchy or not, if the environment for it, if like the aesthetic is right, and just like the things are just right to make it work for you when you're in a certain place, that that's all that matters at times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, you know, calico cats they tend to do that in real life, where they just randomly disappear from your hands. Yeah, I hate when that happens when you're holding a cat it's and just gone. disappears. <laughs> it's the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Such a cat thing. So it, right. it, that sounds pretty accurate, actually, to me. So uh... <laughs> well, no, I feel better about that glitch or or game feature. I mean, are, are oh. you sure you just didn't blink? Because cats are really fast. It could have been. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that was a really good episode. Thank you. Uh, guys, for uh, joining me tonight to talk about Dixon. I mean, um, you were legally obligated. To I mean, F- was it though? Yes. I mean, no, that's, that's cool. uh, I appreciate. Yeah, it. and thank you, uh, uh, Robin, because you put a lot of effort into our document uh, for this. So thank you very much for your hard work. It was a pleasure.
Okay. Um, so for the future, um, should it already have the How to Train a Xenofan Episode 3 out along with Blade and Driver Relationships um, episodes out. Beyond this, I'm not certain. Oh, oh, no. I do know that we do want to record a Villains episode. Um, and this is kind of a good, like, preface to that. Because um, we'll definitely be talking about different villains throughout the Zeno series. So stay tuned for that. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks again for listening and have a good night. from sort of the future uh still the past because of how linear time works but the future relative to the robin you just heard assuming this gets tacked onto the beat and um so i realized there was a very important line i forgot to overanalyze so it's time for me to overanalyze time for me to overanalyze some more dixon lines um this this one is uh from after shulk wakes up from his coma and everybody's in Colony 6. And uh, th- this is also when the reveal that Alvis is also working for Zanza happens. Uh, Zanza makes... Not Zanza, sorry. Alvis makes a comment about um, it, it's time for Shulk to choose who the world belongs to, uh, Zanza or Shulk. And uh, Dixon says, either way is good with, with me. Which uh, cl- clear, clearly shows you know, that he doesn't have any particular loyalties to Zanza. Uh, he possibly has a loyalty to whomever is strongest. He... But it just seems that if he doesn't care, um, you know, he still might want to hedge his bets, Pascal's wager and all, and be a little nicer to Shulk and not shoot him in the back. Though I guess at that point you're like, well, how, how do I fix this? I can't unshoot you in the back, so... But I, I do think it's one of the more interesting lines. Um, I don't believe I talked about my own personal beliefs for, for Dixon's motivations, which I tend to... Because I try to give him the most charitable read, I typically give him the, the Death Seeker motivation of he wants to die but he doesn't want to just kill himself so he's kind of playing a sort of mentor slash antagonist role uh he is raising shulk to be powerful enough to kill him um and and hopefully zanza as well and he's kind of like, and hopefully I'll die along the way. That would be cool. Uh, but there's no particular uh, there's there's no particular dialogue that gives that. And also in within the same scene when Dixon's leaving, he mentions that he feels afraid, which you could view as well. Isn't that a counter to him seeking death? Shouldn't he not be afraid? And to that I say, I feel that even if you're seeking death when it's inevitable, there's kind of a bit of, like, 
anticipation and fear, and I don't think that necessarily would counter my Death Seeker theory. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I brought up his line about not caring who's in control of the world. Uh, I feel like that's important. Um, another thing, a theory I read uh, in beautiful Google Translate, and therefore I am certain I'm not getting the theory 100% accurate, and though this was from Tosta on Twitter, and I'm pausing my recording so I can go look that up. Oh, I'm pausing. Okay. Tosta, uh, T-O-O-S-U-T-0, at Twitter, um, who posted a theory which was about the narrative of Shulk and Dixon being about um, kind of growing up and, and freeing yourself from parental control. And I just wanted to make sure I at least paid some some respects to that theory, but also because I read it through Google Translate, I don't want to act like I'm an expert on what they were trying to say, because I obviously don't have that. I have what Google Translate said they were trying to say. But I, I did want to at least bring up that, because I'm pretty sure that was in there, and I think that's an interesting thing, just the idea of uh, seceding yourself from parental control and growing up and showing that you're an adult now. Okay, so those were the things I felt that if I did not tack on, I would get kicked out of the Dixon fan club, and that would be sad, because I founded that, and have, don't, don't kick me out. That's, that's mean. Okay, I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode and this little supplemental. Enjoy, I assume the bloopers come next, so enjoy the, the bloops. Save the game? Let's turn the tables on them. Oh, okay. So we just do we just wanna get just get started? No, or... what I was oh, say, great start to the episode. My one thing that oh. I was gonna ask that I was like, oh, maybe I should do this in our bullshit recording section. Uh, uh-huh. This shit again. Welcome to fucking Zeno Chat. Welcome to fucking Zeno. Welcome to Zeno Chat. Can I take uh, the order? Uh, welcome to fucking Zeno Chat. This is Matthews. <laughs> I guess we're recording this shit. I I love the the Zeno chat that's hosted by Matthews and Squidward. Yeah, <laughs> Matthews and Squidward host of Zeno chat. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm Squidward, and with me as always <laughs> is my co-host Matthews. I, I'm only doing this because I was blackmailed into it again. But uh, what uh. I was going to genuinely ask was, uh, do do we need some sort of bot safe word for bot to shut up? <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> no. What do you think this episode is? That ain't like you! Uh, an episode where we might need a safe word to tell Bot, shut no. up. No, there's no such thing. This is all... This is no-holds-barred Dixon talk. This is like the Dickisode <laughs> of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like, Did you say Dickisode? Yeah, have you not seen that episode? It's the I one where the, a lot of... It's the one where everything, everything is a dick joke. And it, it like really good, it is the most childish episode of almost any show I've ever seen in my life, and it just does not hold back. That's kind of the beauty of it. It exists.
And it's about like these aliens that um, talk about dicks all the time or shaped like dicks, get in a rocket ship that looks like a dick. They actually have to censor out most <laughs> of the episode. That reminds on me. On Adult Swim. So part of my job is that I have to like go through, if I happen to see an inappropriate drawing on one of the uh, pads of paper that exist for people to test out the various mediums, I have to either remove the page or fix it. So I'm getting really good at drawing rocket ships. <laughs> but you got to be a little more creative. Next time I really you see, should be, but I, I mean, it's kind of like a thing that I'm doing while I'm walking by doing something else. So oh, it's okay. Just like, ah, I got five seconds to draw a rocket ship. Oh, okay. Well, you can't draw Mario holding it in five seconds, and you also can't uh, draw, like, what else? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Could, what? Go on. I was going to say I could maybe do an elephant, depending. Well, if you do the, if it's the right, just the right shape, you can make it into a Squidward. Mm. Because you know you've got yeah, the, no, I could, especially I could. if they do the balls, they have, like you've got the eyes and the well, the nose there already. If they don't do the balls, then it's not that recognizable generally. Yeah. Generally, they don't do that good of a job, so that's why it's easy to just be like, "It's a rocket ship." You know, sometimes whenever I see Squidward, I have to wonder, like, when they were designing him, it was like, was this intentionally, like, just a dick joke at first? And then they're like, oh no, we can add, like, a head and a mouth to this and make it into a, a, an octopus. He's because Squid. He's... He... Squidward's an octopus. What? But he's... his name's... His name's Squidward. I know, but he's, an, he's like, canonically an octopus with six arms. I'm going to the, the sponge wiki... <laughs> <laughs> Squids oh, no, have 12 arms, I'm just saying. You guys. <laughs> Welcome to Xenoblade Chronicles! <laughs> well, we already did that, uh, mm-hmm. SpongeBob. SpongeBobia. That's not a particularly clever name, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Squidward Tennis Balls, thank you. I feel like they could have done something with, like, the name Bikini Bottom. To, like, morph that into, like, a wiki name. Classification Giant Pacific Octopus. Huh. Yes! Alright. No, you win. I know my stuff. Even <laughs> Congratulations. Though, even though Squidward's name contains the word squid, he is an octopus, not a squid, as confirmed in many interviews and episodes. Listen, I've met his voice actor a few times. It's all good. Alright. Okay, So is all win. this being recorded... Yeah, this yeah, is all being. This is, wrong. this is being recorded. I don't. I don't understand the question. It may go into the blooper section, of course. Mm. No, I think this should be like right. We'll just leave it in. This <laughs> is how it, the, the episode, episode starts, and people look at this and go, "Did I? Did Wait, I get the right was, thing? I mean, I, right I, I surprise. This is the Squidward episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if I put yeah. the mustache on Squidward. How We're gonna talk about that new SpongeBob movie and the Patrick spinoff that's coming. There's a Patrick spinoff. Oh, Why? Yeah. That news uh, just announced that. What was that? Sh- I saw like that clip. I don't know. If- Did you show that, Justin? Where where Sandy was like talking to herself from the future? Yes, because that uh, yeah, that's what a new movie. Wait, no, no, no. I thought that was from like the the spinoff where it's like they're all kids. Well, that wasn't that the movie, not a spinoff. That, that looked like the movie awesome. stuff. I thought that was just a show. I saw the first two movies. They were pretty actually. Well, I just closed the out first of the two Bobia. Yeah, I saw the first two three D movies, and I was surprised at them actually being halfway decent. Dare to judge me! I saw the Spongebob movie, and um, I also, with that same ticket, saw the uh, Ghost Rider, the second Ghost Rider movie. I forgot there was a second Ghost Rider. You should forget that there was a second Ghost Rider. It was bad. 
Also, hey, that original SpongeBob movie, that movie was awesome, actually. That movie was good. The original Ghost Rider movie was good. You know, I don't think I saw either Ghost Rider. I have good. the, the first one. We can watch it sometime. Sweet. Hey, guys. Dixon. Do you want to talk about Dixon? I always want to talk about Dixon. You guys know this. You know that you have to basically physically <laughs> no. restrain me. Good, from so this is your episode. Dixon. No, first, first Jintoki. I, I want to steal a shtick from Retrograde and talk about the bouncer. The bouncer! For okay, let's talk instead. about the bouncer. Let's just talk about that. Hey, it, it did so, turn 20 years old. So. It did. It did. Does anybody follow uh, Squid on, on Twitter? I don't think so. But Sailor I will say Squid is a, a fan of the bouncer's potential, which I think anybody who's a fan of the bouncer is only a fan of their potential. Mm. Uh, she she's an animator, uh, Kelly Turnbull. Mm. But she oh, basically started this whole original comic based on how much she wished the bouncer was good. Uh, I love their names in the bouncer. Yeah, someday that's gonna be me with freaking El Shaddai. I'll just be like, here's how El Shaddai could have been good, the comic. Yes, I, I'm with you. That comic was kind of amazing. <laughs> and okay. I, I, here's my here's my take on the bouncer. Never played it, but <gasps> I kind of want to try it out sometime. It looks fun? From what I can tell, you just want to play through, like, Volt's story, because he's secretly the main character. Volt Kruger. I'll take yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I also wanted to try to bouncer. It looks it looked decent. The graphics still look pretty it's, good. It's, yeah. yeah, for and twenty music years old, was, it is still nice. super pretty. I mean, wait, wait, it's like PlayStation Two. The graphics. Yeah, it was I a saw, very like, early PS2 game of uh, like Xenosaga One a little bit. I see why you say that. A little bit, you know, like the way yeah. they're modeled. I, I can see why you'd say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like an early SquareSoft game, and the you know when SquareSoft was making like shit that wasn't Final Fantasy. Yeah. What if you were a fantasy bouncer? Although, that's that, actually, that, that's disingenuous of me to say. Square is making stuff that's not Final Fantasy today. We're getting quite a bit of Mana stuff and Nier Automata, so... Yeah, they're making they're, Final they're Fantasy stuff. stuff right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's kind of do our introduction now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good. good. Alright. <clears throat> Yeah, there's no end to this. Hold on, I have to go find all this. This is a, this is a good moment to cut. I don't think this needs to be kept. We're, we're gonna cut this? Yeah, no, yeah let's cut this. Mm. Um, mm. Hold on, yeah. I have found a lot of pictures of Dixon to go through. Oh, jeez, did I not take a picture? This might be on my Switch and not on my... Twitter. Alright, I guess it's on my Twitter. Not on my Twitter, but it's on my Switch. But yeah, there are a bunch of weapons where it's just like, allegedly increases some stat. I can go find that, but as long as we're taking an awkward pause, I am going to go use the restroom. I think I will do the same since you are doing that. Alright. In the case of the audio right here, um... I can cut this out. Just make a note. Or... Just keep going. Yeah. Just leave it going. Leave it going. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just leave it going. I will be right back. But... Okay. Yeah. Just make sure you're you're jotting down uh, just general time frames you you remember when you're editing. 
sounds good to me. Nap on your own time, Ryan. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I might edit out the part I mentioned about recording Dunban saying "dick." No, we keep that. I think I think that clips on Twitter. Pretty sure I put that on Twitter, but that can be the the episode picture. Though, if we're gonna use Dixon clips, we should use the one I got of him going, "Stick this in your exhaust pipe and smoke it." Stick this in your exhaust pipe and smoke it. That would be a probably a good one too. I don't know where we're gonna use it, but it, it's a good clip. <laughs> that, yeah, that could be the episode picture. You are roboting like crazy. I can't uh, hear you. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Okay, hopefully I sound all right. Hey, you just leave it to this old fossil. I am back. Never, I well, got my so switch, good. so I can go check my gallery. Nice. Yeah, I was just telling uh, Jen that we should. Use that one clip of um the one I got that we goes stick this in your exhaust pipe and smoke it. That is a very good one. That is an, um, probably one of my favorite wow, ones. I did game. not realize how many pictures I have yet to upload. Let's wrap this fight up.